What's up, everybody? Man of the People podcast. Random thoughts on sports, beer, life, things that make us laugh, and things that piss us off. When you belong nowhere, yet belong everywhere, you are a man of the people. This is Gus. Hey, Nick. How you doing, man? Doing all right. What's going on? Good to see you. Billy? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Little uh, little throwback Thursday here, fellas. Yeah. The, the three originals. Yeah. Little, uh, this one kind of snuck up on us, but pretty excited about it, though. Um, yeah. Great Greg Lingo, uh, who, who wrote a movie called Last Call, which will be out in theaters on March 19th, is going to call in and talk about it. Uh, and for you Philadelphia people, you'll love it. And for anybody that's, you know, enjoys reminiscing about the old times and old friends and everything, I think we have a, a really good and compelling pod for you. So it's nice to see local people do well. Think about, think about writing a screenplay, you know, about growing up in your childhood. And now it's going to become a movie. It's right. pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's definitely. cool. It, like, it doesn't have. It's just. It's really cool. Well, it's. It seems so obvious, but in order to pull something like like that, it's off. It's kind of cool, and I'm actually looking forward to watching it. If you think about it, you've got you've got Greg's movie Last Call, and then before that, you got the Goldbergs, which is also yes. so you got two yeah. local connections totally. that made movies cool. and TV series. You don't yeah. see it all the time. No, you're very good yeah. point. So, Goldbergs no. is yeah. a great great yeah. example. So it should it should be a good good conversation with Greg. Uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, we um Nick, why don't you uh why don't you give a shout out to uh to some of our sponsors and let them know where uh where they can reach us. Yep, they can reach us Instagram MOTP underscore pod, Facebook, uh, podcast MOTP Nick at MOTPnetwork.com, Gus at MOTPnetwork.com. Uh, let's see sponsors. We have Dominic's Pizza Inside Door Pub. 215-822-8010. Craft beers, pizzas, wings, um, all the stuff there is great. Uh, Dino just opened up his outside patio yesterday, so it's extended this year. He's got a mm. really big area out there. He's planning on putting about four or five outside TVs um, just in time for March Madness. So Perfect. Next week, definitely out there. Yep. Yes. And then we have happyrv.net. If you're looking to take a trip, hit up Dave, happyrv.net. We'll get you all set up with uh with a nice RV. Sounds good. All right. Um, had something that uh, kind of pissed me off, fellas. You? Yeah. What do you got? I, well, <laughs> and I, I think I will get universal on this one. All, All right. right. So went out. I know. Scary. I went out on, on Saturday night <laughs> uh, to a local establishment that I won't name because I don't even know if they were supposed to be doing what they're supposed to But they had actually someone with a guitar singing. Okay. And it was cool. I feel like a normal human being. Totally. And everything was yeah. awesome, right? I had the the uh, the young guy who was the heavy clapper, the oh. loud clapper. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking... I hate that. I'm talking <laughs> bust your eardrums, loud clapper. Heavy-handed? Yeah, just <laughs> one of the guys, that, one of the people that I was with, you know, made reference to it. <laughs> and he still didn't stop. Jesus. Yeah, so we had the heavy clapper. I'm not. A, I don't like the heavy clapper. No, no. A nice golf clap. A nice yes, yes. Or, or the or sitting up in the balcony. Bravo, bravo. Right. Right? Yeah. Or like it was, with the cup hands. It was brutal. So again, though, the venue dictates the clap as well. There was no need for a heavy clap in a smaller venue. No, like no they, not a little just, clap. It's yeah. a guitarist or a little yeah. acoustic. The guitarist should have said, "Yo, bro." Nice little right. girl, was, girl was singing. She's doing right. nice. Heavy clapper. 
You're and right. I'm, not, I'm talking clapping during the song too, oh, not just clapping oh, after. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was. She doesn't get out much. No. Aggravated the hell out of me. You know that'll that'll ruin your night. And you, oh. and you want me to make it worse? Could you? <laughs> yeah, I can. Oh. Now, now we're going to step back to an earlier pod where I clearly demonstrated my disdain for the for the band Oasis. Yes. Okay. Not only did I have to hear her, the singer, sing Wonderwall, I had to listen to him sing it as well. As he oh. Oh, God. <laughs> it wasn't Wall, was it? <laughs> it was K-Wall? K-Wall was there? I don't think he was a heavy clapper, but I don't know. I, mean, I could see him singing to Oasis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Old, old, <laughs> I don't know, guys. If, if please, if if I'm ever anywhere and I'm singing Wonderwall, yeah, yeah we'll get in you your know. car yep. and run me over. Well, listen, yeah. and just get me on the first shot. The right? shame, I don't want to suffer. The shame of it is you were actually out. Right. You were feeling normal. Someone playing a guitar. You're having a good time, yeah. and that person had to ruin it. I'll tell you this though, they if, did ruin it. If you are singing Wonderwall, I am going to make you suffer. <laughs> That's true. Damn it. Sorry. It just, it just is what it is. Right. Never sing Wonderwall. Wonder that is the whiniest. Ugh, yeah. God, that song drives me up a wall. It's whiny. You know, and Oasis just... has been irrelevant for 25 yeah. years. You know what I mean? It's just, ugh, yeah. You have people that still cling on to that. Just yeah. terrible. Awful. Terrible. You know, today is like a, the year. Some people are saying today was the year anniversary. Yeah. From like when COVID yep. really hit the fan. Yeah. So, so a year ago tomorrow... Starts the uh, my first day on the work couch. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow. So you, Are you going to do that, something special on the couch? I, I don't know. I might. That's more important than your birthday, isn't it? Absolutely. That's your so, achievement. That's my achievement. How many times do you think you farted on that couch <laughs> on, the, on the work couch? I don't do that. <laughs> right. No, I'm a professional. Try to work. I'm sorry. Try to work. I figure that couch has a nice indentation. That's well, a body indentation. I mean, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not a. I'm not, I'm not a small so, person. So tomorrow's a big day. It's a year yeah. since you started the work couch. Right. That's crazy. So how long has this year felt? It's flown by quick for me. To be honest with you, it's been, yeah, it's it's been it's been a long year. I mean, usually usually stuff that we gauge our our memories by are one-time hitters. Yeah. 9-11. Yeah. Or you remember the big events, and they're usually one-time events. Very, very rarely does it happen that you have something that I feel lasts like, a year plus. I feel like March, April mm-hmm. was hell on earth. March, April was tough. Because it was really a lockdown. Then things started the summer, yeah. you know, started things started to loosen, loosen up a little up. bit. The fall, there was at least football. Right. Remember that stretch where there was no sports There was on? no sports for like <laughs> it was awful. eight weeks. I mean, it was weeks. like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I remember what? when you guys showed up at my door. Yeah, can we just talk on for, the street? For the... Uh, <laughs> Timmy was walking around in circles. He didn't yes. know what to do with himself. It was like a Sopranos. Can you come outside and play? Like, come on. Driveway Summit. Driveway Summit. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. It's been weird. It's been but, awful. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. So We're uh, still here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I'll, so I'll piggyback off of, that, off of that year thing and, and what annoys me. So, so for over okay. a year now, yes. I, I've been watching the, these nitwits <laughs> on these Facebook groups complain and complain oh. and the school should be open. The school Terrible. should be closed. The school does this. They want that. I mean, they're they're at the point where they wanted the schools open. Then there's a snow day, and they want the school closed. Like, make up your fucking mind, you idiots! <laughs> like, it, dri- it drives me nuts. Listen, and, and if I, I see one more one more something strong, it's gonna it, my head's gonna fall off. 
It's Boston yeah. Strong. That was the original. That's it. That's no it. more strong. You're right with you. Yeah, downtown. Yeah. Strong. Yeah, anything strong. It's it's, it's enough. <laughs> Listen, you're such. A, that's the problem with social media. There's so many people on there that like to inflame. And yeah. Get people fired up. It's like drives you crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're they're suing the school district, and then they'll look at you. Like, why are our property taxes or why are our property values down? The one thing this teaches you over this last year, it's. It's a tough situation. There's no perfect solution. There's not. And you know what? You know what else? And you know. Hey, listen, real quick. Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel, everyone. Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Cases are down. Some people are going to get the shot. Some people are going to have herd immunity. Right. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Just you know, we're close. We're getting there. And the the one thing, the one thing, it, it I don't know if it taught me, but it reinforced me that I don't like people, and this is why. <laughs> I mean, and that, and that I'm completely reinforced that. Jerry Seinfeld said it best. People, they're the worst. <laughs> they are. Absolutely. I mean, you can – the worst thing you can do is give some people a voice. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, I, I hate to say that. No, no, and and there's sometimes – sure, there's sometimes that people say that about me too. But if there's one thing that I've tried to teach myself over this whole thing, thank goodness I've been on social media for a while, is – just shut up. Right. Just shut up. If you want a voice, I'll guest. It's that simple. That's, right. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a perfect idea. Right. We want a voice. We have a voice. We can say what right. we want. It's right. our podcast. Exactly and, right. And we're and we're available for a small fee to con- any consulting. Yeah. If you'd like to learn how to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're in. So, got a beer? Yes. Why don't you go ahead and do this one up, Nick, since you are the provider. Will do. So, Springhouse Brewing in millersville right outside millersville university campus probably about 10 minutes i uh, was up there this weekend for a soccer tournament shot over there uh, great place you walk in it's two stories it's an old window factory uh all exposed beams double double floors and overlooking all the uh all the beer things it, it, it was it was awesome food was good beer is great this one is astral matrix it's a hazy ipa uh it is 6.8 uh, percent alcohol. It, it, it's you know. Let's give it a shot. I think it's really good. You know what? This is one of those ones I think that you have when you're you you're gonna look to have many. And yeah. Then before you know it, this is gonna punch you right in the face. This is really good. This is pretty easy drinking. It'd be it nice is. if Brendan brought something of this quality in. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding, Brendan. This is very good though. This is a very Excellent. good beer. Yeah. It's outside of Millersville. Outside of Millersville. If you're out that way. Stop by Springhouse Brewing. Uh, good group of people there. Um, they have about 15 beers on tap. Uh, nice food menu. Um, so give it, give them a shot. Springhousebeer.com. Very good. good. Yes. Awesome. Very good. All right. Um, we'll be back with uh, with Greg Lingo. Last call. The movie. On the podcast right now, Greg Lingo. His new movie, Last Call, comes out in theaters on March 19th. He is the writer and did the screenplay, uh, real estate developer and investor, former quarterback at Upper Darby High School. Um, you, you know, Greg, it's funny that that reading up on the movie, uh, I'm a St. Joe guy, but I'm originally from Baltimore. So my normal course takes me straight up Route 1 up to St. Joe's. So I, I know these neighborhoods and St. Joe's is a very Delco-centric crowd. Um so it, it kind of hit with me, and, and I, I never really thought about the fact that, that Delco is an interesting place with interesting people, just good 
hardworking people. And, and I guess that was kind of your experience growing up and kind of what made you decide to do this. Do you want to kind of take it from that? Yeah, yeah, totally. I have to make a correction. I went to Upper Darby Prep. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it kind of all started, it started just, I remember going to college and talking to people and telling them stories about, you know, my brothers and my family and my buddies. And they're all like, you got to be kidding me. Seriously? <laughs> and it was, they, they kind of just said that, dude, that should be a movie. And, and I didn't realize how unique the relationships were. I didn't realize how, you know, like, and it's not just Delaware County. It's, it's kind of any, any blue collar area near a city. I think it, it tr- the, the film will translate really well because, you know, we, we were kind of raised by the neighborhood. We, we had parents, our parents were busy doing, I don't know what. And we kind of, you know, as they were distracted, we had this band of buddies and we, you know, some of us got in bad trouble, some of us got in a little bit of trouble, some of us got in no trouble. And it, but it, but we were all there for each other. So the the movie's really a it's a it's a crude comedy. It's it's a crude comedy about friendship for the most part. Um, and I think timing wise, you know, we've just all we see is horrible news. You turn on one channel and they just have a death count in the upper right hand corner yeah, that you're yeah. down. So it's like. Right. It's a bad time right now, and, and to be able to provide some kind of comic relief, I'm thrilled. I think the timing is, is perfect for uh, the Philadelphia area, and really, like I said, for any anywhere in the country, I think the story translates really well. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that there was any better time than to grow up in the 80s. Uh, and and I, you know, our, uh, at least my kids, probably maybe your kids, a lot of where we are, the kids, I, I would not trade how I grew up with with how they're growing up at all just because of those memories and because of the things that that we did the things we got away with uh, it was a uh, it was it was a great time to grow up it was the MTV generation the music the sports everything it was a, it was a very unique unique time to grow up so what 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 kind of got this all st- all kicked all kicked off and and how does the process of getting getting this movie made start yeah, so it, it took uh, it took kind of forever on the writing side of it. So I, I linked up with a couple of buddies, uh, one that I went to high school with, Mike Vaughn, and then another buddy that uh, that we really just met through sports and living in the neighborhood, uh, Billy Riley. And the three of us first started just throwing ideas down and, and really like, let's just put all the stories on paper. And it was 30 pages of just stories that we were kicking back and forth and it took us a while to compile that. And then, then we kind of morphed that into a little bit more cohesive story. And then, um, then it really wasn't until I met with, uh, who ultimately became the director, but, uh, Paolo Pilati, uh, was a co-writer with me and he, he helped me kind of get it more into the three acts and, you know, we even love interest and just kind of make it a more interesting story. And what's, what was interesting, I kind of in, um, I remember saying to my dad as he was, as he was aging, Hey, is there anywhere in the world you want to go? Like I could take you there. I know you've always wanted to see Normandy. And, and his answer to me was, no, I'm good. Like, why would I, why would I, yeah. So, 
So I, I said to my wife, hey, that's not going to be me. Like, if somebody offers me that, I'm, I'm taking it. And so the beginning of 2019, um, I said to my wife, hey, I really, I think, I think we're going to try to make the movie this year. And I didn't know what that meant. If I knew what that meant, I probably wouldn't have done it. The, the process is arduous, intensive, uh, both from a capital standpoint and time. But I, I lucked out. We were, uh, Paolo introduced me to three producers that we ended up uh, doing a deal with. Uh, DJ Dodd, Rob Simmons, and Ante Nadachek. And what those guys had done, they had made maybe 30 independent films before. So they kind of knew the process. They had a bit of a, I wouldn't call it a formula, but they had a, you know, a system. They knew the cast and crew. They had relationships with, with cast. So you really don't have anything until you know if you have an actor attached to it. So I had grown up with Jamie Kennedy. We used to, uh, we used to work for the Upper Derby School District in the summers cutting grass. And on rainy days, we'd be picking gum off the bottom of tables. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's awesome. He, I didn't know that. Go ahead, sir. No, I said, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he was hilarious. Uh, he and my cousin, Johnny Donahue, after maybe a semester at Delaware County Community College, I think went out to L.A. to make it big, and they, and they did great. Uh, Johnny became a lifelong stuntman, and, and Jamie's obviously had, a, had quite a career. But I, I reached back out to Johnny, had him read the script, and asked him if he thought Jamie would be on board. So I kind of, in the back of my mind, knew that Jamie, he understood Philadelphia, Delaware County, these characters, these people. So I kind of thought he'd always be in it, but um, but we didn't know. So we didn't know until we had the script and it was ready to go. So the producers sent it first out to Taryn Manning. And I have to I have to admit, I'm not a huge TV guy. Okay. So I knew she was in Orange is the New Black, and, and she she was the first person to say yes. So I sat down with my wife and I said, I just can't believe this. She, she's in, it's like she's going to be in the movie. And her first comment to me was, well, why does she want to be in it? <laughs> and, and I was like, I, I have no idea. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the, the following weekend, the guys called me and said, Hey, we got a great one. We got Bruce Dern. So now I'm like, Oh my God, Bruce Dern, two time Oscar nominee. This isn't this big time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a legend. He's a legend. Now, and what Bruce Bruce had a had a strict timeline. He could only be there for three days, and it, and it was a certain. Um, it was like end of September two thousand nineteen. So, so now not only do we know Taryn's in it, we know Bruce is in it. We know for sure there's dates that we have to to shoot it. So that's really when the ball started rolling, and it kind of got real for me. Um, so I brought the producers down while we were still rounding out the cast. I brought the producers down to Upper Darby and we spent a couple days going to bars and, and trying to get the sense and flavor for the neighborhood because I really wanted the neighborhood to be a character in this movie. Um, you know, much like uh, I'm, we're not Spike Lee, but you know, much like do the right thing where right. the neighborhood yes. is part of the film. Yep. yep. And I think that the, neighborhood was such a part of the fabric of all of us growing up that um that i wanted these guys to understand and they got it they got it right away so um they said hey after a little bit of due diligence they they said we have the perfect town to shoot this in 
Unfortunately, Pennsylvania doesn't have tax credits available to smaller independent films, but New Jersey does. So they said, look, if we shoot this up by up closer to New York, but on the Jersey side, you can get a tax credit. We're closer to cast the crew. We can get extras easier and that kind of stuff. So um, they said, you got to come up here. We have the perfect town for you. And it was Bayonne, New Jersey. And what was great about Bayonne was not only were they incredibly welcoming to us, but it was 10 minutes to New York. So we were able to get just, you know, everything that we needed from a resource standpoint there. But they also, um, about 20% of the movie happens at the Jersey Shore. Okay. And they, um, you know, being near the water was, was a great place where we could kind of uh, BS the Jersey Shore and, <laughs> and have a gritty town. You know, it's because, again, it's a gritty town. The name of the town in our in our film is called Darby Heights. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a cross from Upper Darby or Clifton Heights or, right. you know, kind of one of the pocket boroughs that's around Philadelphia. Well, you know, it's I just reading through some of the bios of, I guess, a guy like Piven and some of the other people are New York people. They're New York natives. And do, do they are they still there or are they mostly in California now? Yeah, so um, pretty much all of our main actors are, are in California. Um, Jeremy does have did have a place in New York when we were shooting. I think he still does. Uh, but Jamie, Dern, Taryn... Um, Jason James Richter's in it. Uh, Zach McGowan's phenomenal movie. They're all they're all in California. There were a couple of people in New York that we were able to get. Um, we were able to get Kathy Moriarty in the movie, so she was Oscar nominee for yeah. Raging Bull back in the day. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, that's a big get. And and because she lived, and we could kind of commute her in from from New York, that made that made it really easy to, to easier for her to be part of the part of the production. So after getting like, after getting Dern and, and you know Jamie was on board, we um, we were so very fortunate to get Pivin. He he was, you know, when you you're watching a, a game and even if it's a sport that you don't know so well, and you can just tell that hey that that dude out there is the best on the field. He he was that guy on the set. He he was extremely professional, courteous to everyone but was at a high level and expected a high level from others. And I think he yeah. made Rose he the game. Great. And then, and funny because Jamie made everybody funnier, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I do that here on the podcast, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, um, so Jamie, like he, he injected humor in a lot of the scenes that I think, uh, you know, he, I don't know that he ever even read the script fully. He was kind of on his own wing in it, and we wanted him to be that way because he's just so darn funny naturally. But it was a, um, it was it was really an exciting time. So we wrapped up. We, we ended up shooting a few days in Philadelphia at the Fiddler Cl- at the Fiddler Club. Um, our main character Mick, who is Piven, he kind of is at a crossroad. He's he's he has gotten a college degree. He's left the neighborhood. He's a big shot business person and he comes back into the neighborhood but that fiddler club and kind of his highfalutin friends he left he, he had to leave them briefly to come back into the neighborhood and and he kind of had this decision to make of you know do i stay or do i go kind of thing which is uh which i think a lot of us feel when you when you go back to places that as you're growing up you think man i gotta get the hell out of here and i think you know, bruce springsteen talks about leaving his house his entire life and he did 
he lives like 10 miles from his house. And yeah. I'm kind of the same way my whole life. I thought, all right, I got to get away from Upper Darby. I'm going to get an education. I'm going to leave, spread my wings, and um, seven miles from there right now. What, what makes Delco so unique? Um, I, think, I think it's – I don't know that it's unique to have the – there's work ethic there. Mm-hmm. Everybody works. It, it, it's um, it's a working class community that has a just a different level of grit and determination, I think, than mm-hmm. other places in the country that I've seen. But it doesn't it doesn't mean that they don't exist. Um, and I think that it's um, you know you get a lot of tough love from your parents. That it's they're. You know, my, my my kids now can talk to me about their feelings and uh, <laughs> wasn't handled well. I, I can't think of what my dad would have possibly said if I said, "Hey, I, I didn't have a good day today, Dad. I'm not feeling well." You know, he would have just sent me right out the right out of the house. See you later, <laughs> Greg. Right. You know, after he was working his third job, yeah. he didn't want to hear that shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's uh again last call. Uh, out March 19th through IFC Films. Where, where can people go see it local? Yeah, so it's going to be, um, it's difficult with COVID, as you, as you know. It's going to be at the Ritz 5 in Center City. Okay. It's be um, potentially at the Naval Yard Drive-In. Oh, very it's cool. definitely at the Penn Cinema in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, the second weekend uh, starting on the 26th, it's going to be at the uh, Phoenixville's Colonial Theater. Oh. And then we're currently uh, booked for about 100 theaters nationally. But most folks, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging people to, to stay at home and stream and it's going to be available on, it, it's on on demand if you have uh, Comcast or Verizon. It's going to be on uh, iTunes, Apple TV, Amazon Movies. Very cool. So is this is this you th- after this experience is this your last uh, your last foray in the in the film business or do you think there's more to come? I, it just gave me a little bit of an itch. Um, I like the idea of comedy, and, I, I, and I'd like to do another comedy. Comedy is it's interesting when you talked about growing up in the '80s. There were so many comedians, and there were so many movies that were comedies, and they are not made anymore. And I think it's because you know the, the big the big distributors kind of want what they know is going to work. So it's a Marvel comic or it's a, it's a Disney Pixar film. And they have just, you know, that same formula that is, has been very good to them. But I think the comedies have as, as a result fallen by the wayside a little bit. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I'd like, I'd like to do another for sure. I've, I've enjoyed the process immensely. Right. It's interesting too, during COVID, how, you know, movie theaters have mostly been closed. And you just wonder in the future, like the way people watch movies, is it going to change forever? I would imagine it's definitely going to change. I don't think movie theaters are going to go away. They're not going to become blockbuster, right? Right. But it's interesting the way people watch movies now, right, Greg? I mean, it's just a completely different, uh, you know, mechanism now. People are going to watch it from home, stream it from home, and it's just different. And I think Greg hit on a little bit too with, I think you're going to see the return of the drive-in mm-hmm. through something through that through COVID. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Greg, going going back to the uh, to the cast, uh, Cherry O'Terry. Yeah, Where, it's, it's it's funny. I uh, so Sherry O'Terry's from Upper Darby. We, we 
right. in the same parish. Uh-huh. And she, different, a little bit of a different time. She's slightly older than me, but she, uh, I sent her the script before we were going to make it. And just to kind of see if, uh, through a friend of a friend. And at the time, the timing didn't work for her to be in the original production. But then after we shot in Bayonne, um, we kind of came back and we knew we were going to shoot for a couple days in Philadelphia and we were able to, to attract her to a role that we kind of designed for her. Um, she is, we'll, we'll call it Mick's spiritual advisor. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and she, she's hilarious. She really is. She, uh, she added another dimension to Mick's character. Which, which we didn't have already, and she, she was really awesome. And, and she had, um, you know, I th- she was she was really excited to be a part of a movie, you know, made by someone from Upper Darby, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes complete sense. I can see how that would be a complete draw. Did you try Tina Fey and she was too busy? We did reach out to Tina Fey through a friend, and she was unavailable. Oh. But, um, but, listen, but look, this, at the time, I'm sure she gets a zillion of these things sure. that everybody has a good idea. Well, you're going to replace Tina Fey as the most famous Upper Darby, uh, you know what I mean? Forget, you know. Yeah, that's not really my goal. <laughs> <laughs> did, did the Tower Theater make it, uh, make the cut, any of this? Yeah, so we wanted, um, we actually, we, we talked to the Tower about a premiere prior to COVID. And then once COVID hit, it really just, unfortunately, it doesn't make sense. But that place is such an iconic place. We're, we're, we're hoping after COVID to have a little bit of a behind the scenes party where a place like the tower would be great. We could, you know, maybe invite Jamie in to do some stand up and have some of the local bands play or, um, and that, that would be fun, but that's, you know, we don't want to be the contributor to the super spreader event right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean the, the tower is for me was being right down the road. There's so many bands that, that I saw there that I don't even remember who they were. And just because there were nights where we wanted to do something different and we were a little bit of music heads, so we would just go to the tower and just see whoever was there. But, you know, I, re- I remember seeing Blues Traveler there in 1993 and it was fantastic. And just, oh, it's just, it's a great place. It is just a fantastic place. Um, we, we had a recent podcast uh, that, that you may want to check out where we talked to a couple local cheesesteak guys and they're doing some, some, uh, some charity work for, uh, for, ranking the best cheesesteaks in philadelphia so why don't you give us a few a few of your favorite haunts in philadelphia or even in, in delco or upper darby that some people might want to check out yeah i thought i thought jim steaks on south street that, that was my that was my tops um i get drawn to the roast pork and tony luke's that's hard to beat okay uh, pepper in it uh, but Collie's cheesesteak with the front right there on Westchester Pike and Upper Darby is uh, they're overshadowed because they're in the shadows of Pekas, which everyone kind of, kind of goes to for the pizza. But right. I would, I would say Collie's right up, right up there with the others. All right. We got a new, we got a new, uh, all right, new place. You know, Portnoy was just at Pekas. Did you see that? Yeah, that was hilarious. I loved his description of Delco. <laughs> it was great. Well, that's right. It's right out on the urban dictionary. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, Collie's pub fries they got to be added to your cheesesteak order. All right. We'll do that. There we go. All right. Hey, Greg, you know what? Um, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we wish you, you know, the best of luck with this. We're going to do 
we're going to do we're going to do our part to get out the word to as many people as we know. Uh, great story, good people, and uh, it's nice that something's coming back to home. Greg, anything else you want to tell the fans out there where you can where they can find you? I know you told us about the movie theaters or online or anything like that. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're excited to release it, all, you know, primarily online. Um, IFC has done a really good job in, in COVID of getting into theaters that are open. So I think I, I would expect that they're still going to try to get into some of the open air places and drive-ins as the movie kind of matures through the process. But then after after it does its run on streaming services, ultimately uh, the movie will then, is then going to find a home on Showtime. Which we're really excited about. Oh, cool! That's awesome. I, um, you know, to, I kind of pinch myself to think that we've got a, uh, you know, we've got a distribution deal with a company like IFC. Showtime was interested, and then we have a foreign distributor on board that it's going to be released in the United Kingdom on March 29th. So it's really, uh, it's really exciting to see it, see it kind of taking steam here. And what was interesting. To me, I, I went in and talked to each of the actors as they were there and just kind of said, hey, you know, how come you're here? What, what made it attractive to you? And I thought Bruce Dern's comment was the greatest. He, he said, look, I really I really got the script. I, first of all, he said, first of all, I just love this one scene. And you'll see it's, it's one scene at the end. But he said, I'm, I went to the university, university of Penn and I used to golf at Cobbs Creek. So I know Upper Darby really well, hmm. these people. And, it, and the script really spoke to me. And, and you know, I'm not going to tell you this is gone with the wind. You're going to leave with, with feeling like, oh, that was, that was entertaining. And that's kind of what I want. I want people to smile and, um, and, and enjoy the process. That's all we ask for in this world. Do you, I guess you check the, uh, the statute of limitations on all these stories and everything, right? You're good? Well, it's funny. A couple of the stories, I was getting a lot of my buddies, a lot. Paul and say, hey, I just want to bounce something off you here. I, I know that you're you're kind of weaving in real life stories. Can you just assure me that <laughs> this isn't going to come back to me? <laughs> so a couple of them, I a couple of them, I said, oh, yeah, um, and then a couple of them, I couldn't make that promise. <laughs> you still a big Sixer and Eagle fan? Totally, yeah, all all Philly sports. Um, <laughs> Even the union now, so I would say a five sport guy. There we go. I'm excited about I'm excited about the Phillies. I'm excited about going to a game and feeling like things are a little bit normal. I, I, we picked a great year for the Eagles not to have any spectators. Yeah, what um, a, what a disaster that was, right? And Bede looks unbelievable, right? I mean, he's he he came back ready to play. It's, he looks great. I used to see you down. Was it 2001? I saw you all the time, or just right around then. Yeah, on the, yeah, 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 the Iverson days. Yeah, yeah. Embiid, Embiid is on that kind of tear right now. He really is. He's on. He is unstoppable. And and as long as they have that complement of shooters, which they might have to upgrade a little bit, yep. I think here. Yep. The trade. Who, who do you see him taking? You know, I, I thought Kyle Lowry was a great option. The next thing you know, they're talking about. You know, there's. Toronto's not going to trade them. So the Sixers definitely have um, – they have to upgrade. If they're going to keep up with Brooklyn, Brooklyn is – Yeah, they're playing well. Now. I mean, I don't know how you stop Harden, Irving, and Durant. So the, if they want to keep up with that, you know, they're going to have to be aggressive. But I, I have such confidence in Daryl Morey not getting um, fleeced. You know what I mean? I don't think – he's not going to get desperate and make a bad move. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's uh, 
it's going to be interesting to see if those three stars in Brooklyn can continue playing together, sharing the ball. Oh, uh, that's very true. Kyrie Irving at any time could blow the whole thing up with, you know, weirdness. Yeah. He's he's a flake. Yeah, it sure is. He sure is. And I don't know how good their defense is, the three of them. Yeah, they don't play any defense. But they the way they shoot threes, and we don't shoot a lot of threes. Yeah, right. It's tough to beat. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, Greg. Greg, we really appreciate you calling in. Everyone out there, last call coming out next Friday. Bunch of places to watch it. We're going to promote it on the pod. March 19th. Just watch it. We're excited for you, Greg. Yeah. Appreciate the help. Best of luck. Thank you. Take care. All right, we're back on the pod, guys. Uh, Greg Lingo, that was was some good information. Oh, it was awesome. It was good stuff. Yeah, Greg's a great guy. Um, Can't wait to uh, see the movie. Looking forward to it. Um, Yeah. But great success. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Spider just came down. Spider. Spider, why don't you? Spider's got a podcast. Does he? Yeah. What do we got, Spider? Yeah. My father likes son. It's a family business. <laughs> yeah. Come tune in to Hoagie Sports on Spotify, iTunes, most of the major uh, podcast sites. Just Ho- three uh, three high school guys who think they know about sports. That's awesome. Hoagie Sports. I like that. Sports. Yeah. You yep. guys ever need an expert uh, guest? <laughs> yep. NBA expert. You just call, call your dad. Yeah. <laughs> just, call my, just call me, Mike. <laughs> That's awesome. Hoagie Sports. Look them up. These guys are good. I'm Let's surprised see. that name wasn't taken already. I know I was too. It's good work. Whose whose brainchild was that? Uh, yours, of I course. Take that. I yeah. will take credit for that. You got one, that? Actually, yeah. that's, that's I like work. it. Hoagie Sports. That's good work. Good All right, got Spider here. Hoagie Sports, check it out. Other than that, fellas, uh, good pod. Last call. Watch it. Stream it. Check it out. It's a good story about Philadelphia. Nick, how can they reach us? Reach us Instagram motp underscore pod Facebook. That's our main one. Hit us on. MOTP pod, um, Nick at MOTPnetwork.com, Gus at MOTPnetwork.com. All right, everybody. Well, until next pod, everybody be healthy. Nick? Yeah, we'll see you later. Billy? Wash your hands. Peace out. We're out.